Welcome to From Ashes to Beauty with John Ortberg. Each day, Monday through Friday, you'll find 10 minutes of relevant spiritual guidance on the kind of people we are becoming. Follow us on YouTube at becomenew.me or receive daily text alerts when a new episode is published by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525. Invite a friend to listen along by sharing this podcast or sharing the link becomenew.me. We're glad you're here. And now, here's John. So we're learning on this journey from ashes to beauty, life, God, Easter, that I can't, but God can. And so I think I'll let him. And surrender is the beginning of spiritual life. And there's such release and there's such freedom and liberation on the other side of surrender. Okay, God, here's my life. Here's my will. Take it over. And it's so good until something strange happens. I have given God my future. It's all yours. I'm not living for circumstances anymore. I don't care. I'm dead to all of that. And then like five minutes later, I'm thinking, but what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or I'm worried about this. Or there's bad news here. And I realized I've taken it back. I had surrendered to him, but now I'm taking it back. So here, God, take it back. And then I get word. Something bad has happened. Somebody has written something. And that's very painful to me. And that's very real to me. And worse could yet come. And then, oh man, what if it leads to this? And what if it leads to that? And what if this gets written? But that's what I died to. I gave it and now I've taken it back. I, I, I turn it over and then I took it back. And it's not just outcomes. It's not just circumstances. I, I surrendered my body. I said, God, uh, all that I am, all that I do, all that I say, it's all yours. And then I go to the grocery store. And Nan said, give me a list of some things that she wanted to have also. And one of them was a special brand. But when I walked into the store, I saw a different version of the same item, but it was way cheaper. So I bought it. And then I got home and she saw it. And she said, did they not have the brand that I wanted? And my immediate response was, uh, uh, no. So I just got this. But I hadn't looked for what she wanted. It was just a lie. And I'd surrendered my mouth to God. And yet there's this lie in me. It's like the little girl in Sunday school said a long time ago when she was asked, what is a lie? A lie is an abomination unto the Lord and a very present help in time of trouble. And apparently my body feels that way. So I find in my attitude, in my mind, in my circumstances, with my body, with my words, it feels so good. I can't, God can. I think I'll let him. I surrender. I turn it over and then I take it back. I turn it over and then I take it back. And so here's what we're learning. Surrender is a decision that I make and surrender is a condition that I grow into. Jesus said in the Luke version, if you want to be my disciple, take up your cross daily. Ah, it's Monday. Here's my cross. Ah, it's Tuesday. Here's my cross. So today as we're thinking about, I think I'll let him. It's how do I do this on a regular basis? And here's the text. Amazing words from the Apostle Paul. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't be enslaved. You can't do that. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Offer your body a living sacrifice. Now, my body is my whole self. What my eyes see, what my ears hear, what my mouth says, where my feet go, what my hands do. And I make that a sacrifice to give to God. So we got to talk for a couple of moments about sacrifice because that's the basic nature of in surrender. I sacrifice myself, my body, my time to God. 
Um, I'm telling you these words from my mom's house. I'm visiting my mom. We're going to go out and have dinner at a restaurant tonight. We're going to do it outside. It's going to be safe. So good. Love that. Restaurants hopefully beginning to open up safely. That's kind of a sacred thing. Kind of a sacred thing. Sacrifice. Kind of a sacred thing. And you may not know this because there's sacrifice in the Bible. There was sacrifice in the ancient world way before Bible times, way before Moses got the law. Abraham offered sacrifices, Cain and Abel. Uh, it was part of the ancient world that God actually uses in Israel. Now, why would people offer sacrifices? Actually, in the ancient world, um, restaurants were temples and uh, priests initially were butchers and chefs. There was this strange dynamic that went on with people that made meals kind of a sacred thing. Of course, they were stupid. We're morally way superior to people that lived a long time ago, but just humor them for a moment. They had a couple of ideas. Uh, one idea that was expressed in the idea of sacrifice was we need help. Now, they didn't understand in the ancient world that if you want food, you just get out of Trader Joe's and it's right there behind cellophane. For them, the world was a really bloody and difficult place. And it meant that an animal had to be slaughtered or cooked or a plant had to be harvested in order for me to be fed and live. There was this mystery that life came out of death and that was a sacred thing to them. And then another idea involved in sacrifice was that there is another realm. There is this world in which we live, but there is another transcendent order that's got meaning. William James said, actually, the essence of religion is the belief that there is another order, a transcendent realm, and goodness consists of orienting our lives towards that order, bringing ourselves into alignment. And this was just clear to folks mostly in the ancient world. And so as a general rule, um, food was offered as a sacrifice and temples were places where people would go to eat, but they understood that it was a sacred thing. This is uh, part of the ancient world, God is going to use this now to train Israel to come to understand God. All religions did this, but he's going to use this to train them about the one real true God. And it's an interesting thing about sacrifice. Uh, research at, uh, at Yale, Gilding, I think was his name, wrote fascinating about the notion of sacrifice and how differently it was thought of in the ancient world than us. We think if I sacrifice something, it's gone. I've lost it. It's no longer available to me. In the ancient world, they believe that what was sacrificed was transferred to another realm. Not lost, not gone, but transferred. What was once only visible, only present in the earthly, mortal, temporal realm becomes through sacrifice, transferred, offered to, available to another transcendent reality. And you see this in the scriptures, if you ever look at verses that will say things like, when something is being offered to God, may this aroma, God, be pleasant to your nostrils. See, it was present just here on earth, but now it's present, available to, useful to God. Now, of course, the God of Israel didn't need meat. Other religions believe that people were created just to uh, create to serve food to the gods. And God is clear to people, I don't need your sacrifices. I don't need the flesh of bulls. The sacrifice of God is a contrite heart. See, he's going to teach about this. So now when we sacrifice ourselves, it's not lost. It's not gone. Sacrifice is the great transfer. It's the great transfer. It is nothing to fear because, of course, I'm going to lose my body eventually. 
I keep turning it over and taking it back and turning it over and taking it back. But I learn to sacrifice regularly like I eat several times every day. It's a sacred thing because I'm offering my body as a living sacrifice. Now, of course, in the ancient world, people sacrificed. They were so foolish. We're so much smarter than them. But it is kind of a funny thing. It is kind of a funny thing how people will sacrifice their family for their career. They'll sacrifice their integrity for more money. Athletes will sacrifice their bodies to inject um, drugs into them to make them do other things. People will sacrifice their honesty in order to cheat. People will sacrifice relationships in order to hide or just for the stupidity of busyness. People will sacrifice hour after hour, day after day for activities that they cannot even remember. Oh no, we sacrifice. So now God invites us to the great transfer and, and sacrifice. Jesus says, actually, when, when you do let go of your life, when you surrender it to God, when that seed goes into the ground, it actually yields 30 or 60 or a hundred fold. It's not just the great transfer. Sacrifice is the great multiplier. So now the idea today is as you go through this day, this day, when you eat, when you come to the table in that sacred moment, God, I offer you, I sacrifice to you my body, my hands, my feet, my eyes, what I do. Anytime during the day when you're anxious, when you're confused, um, when you're angry, when you don't know what to do next, when you're aroused, just pause, surrender. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. Today, um, do something quite deliberate. Sacrifice a bit of money. Give it to somebody. Sacrifice a little bit of your time. Serve somebody. Sacrifice a little bit of your mind. Give somebody some encouragement when you are at work or when you're emailing. Today, today, you be a part of not the great loss, not the great death, but the great transfer, the great multiplier, the great sacrifice that takes my little life and now transfers it into this realm, not a physical realm, a spiritual realm where God is present, where God sees. Because when I sacrifice, when I surrender, I step into a deeper reality. And my little life is multiplied by the power and love and force of God. Today, every time that you take it back, turn it over. See you next time.